0: You're listening to the Pimcron podcast. Welcome one and all to episode 155 of the Pimcron Warhammer podcast and I am the guy that you are listening to right now. And what are we talking about? Well, we have a short shorter episode for you tonight. And the reason why is I feel like hot garbage. That's right. I'm, uh, I can't, you know, I have a hard time saying I'm really sick, but I'm pretty sick. And I think it doesn't help that I'm working so many crazy hours. So I feel like that kind of puts your immune system down to begin with. And, uh, uh, in addition to being pretty sick and still having to work, and uh, look, small business, there are no days off. You don't, you don't do that. All my employees. Whenever they feel like it at all, they can call off and not show up and all that. But I cannot do that. So um, I have to still go into work. So I'm very tired. And also last night, in addition to me drowning in snot all night because of sinus drainage, I mean, literally, my wife threw me a life ring. Like I I was actually drowning. And I never learned. When I was a kid, my parents taught me to swim in water, but they never taught me to swim in snot. So it's a lot more viscous and it's a lot thicker than water. And I'm just kicking my feet in bed and I, it's just, I'm not going anywhere. I was drowning. So she, uh, tonight I'll be wearing a life preserver to bed and hopefully I will not drown in slot snot. And anyway, I took that far further than it needed to be taken. But the point is, is that I also didn't sleep very well last night because there was a damn frog outside. We have a lot of frogs in our yard. And, uh, there's a damn frog outside my bedroom window, just screaming all night, just, he was so loud. It sounded like he was in the room with me and it woke both of us up multiple times. And I was like, you stupid frog, shut up. How do you get a frog to shut up a frog that's outside? How do you do that? I don't know. So I couldn't get it to shut up. And, uh, yes, yeah, these damn, these damn non-English-speaking frogs just croak and they don't listen to you. And he's on my property, too, so, I mean, go figure, right? Stupid frog. Stupid amphibians. Anyway, so I am, I am more than done. I am exhausted. But I didn't want to not have a show for you guys, so we are discussing the Hexfire box set in Want That or Want That Not... And we actually don't have any letters this week, so you guys need to write in, um, and usually when it rains, it pours with letters. You, I'll get like five letters at one time, and then I get nothing. And it's it's just one of those weird things. Uh, what else? That's, of course, at pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash pimpcron for letters. So, what else are we? Oh, the other thing we're talking about is how everyone's doing everything wrong in Warhammer. like all the different people that enjoy the hobby in different ways. you're just doing it wrong, and that's we're we're gonna discuss that. So hopefully we can change hearts and minds. What have I been up to lately? Um, well, yesterday, I got off part of the day because of rain. So, just James came over, he played Drakari, and I played my uh, Grot Tanks and Killacans and my uh, Morkonot, and I played an all Grot army except for the Morkonot, and it was a lot of fun. We decided, because we get so sick of doing objectives, which I know is such a weird thing to hear me say because I hate kill points, so objectives is basically the only other option, we decided to only do secondary objectives. That's it. Only secondaries. And he whooped my butt. Uh, his Drakari got like i for, I'm forgetting the score now, but it was like forty one to twenty or something like that. It was like it's just a nuts score. and um, and originally, we actually did have three objectives on the board. and what's funny is, is I probably would have won the game had we also used regular objective rules because I had center board control the entire game. like he could not. I brought nine or 12 Kilocans and eight Grot tanks and a Morconaut. So I had quite a bit of stuff, and they were more durable. It's interesting to think about it, though, but you wouldn't think the Grot stuff would be durable, but they're all tough five, three up saves, so, and multi wounds. So they're actually pretty durable. The problem is, is they really don't have much output. The Grot tanks have like a big shooter or a rocket launcher. And the KillaKans have a big shooter or a rocket launch. Like none of it's and all that's like one shot or whatever. Um, obviously, the big shooter's not. But the point is, is that they're ballistic skill four, which is nice. But still, it's just not. It's not enough damage output hitting on a fifty percent. Um, so also the Drakari have all these weird, you know, minus one to hit sort of nonsense, and I'm like, all right, all right. So a lot of times I was hitting on, you know, fives or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so he completely spanked me in a consensual way, I suppose. I consented to the game. I didn't really consent to the spanking. But I, this week, Just James and I teamed up at the club. And I played my Imperial Guard because I'd been painting some models and I wanted to play them. And he played his uh, Death Guard. And we played against um, Imperial Guard and Space Wolves. Teamed up against each other. They Teamed up against us. And they were playing pretty rough. Uh, They were playing pretty darn hard. But we actually managed to still eke out a win. And we won 15 to nothing. So we were able to keep them off the objectives. And we just barely eked out a couple objectives. Because... It was a bloody bloody battle. At the end of the game I only had a Manticore and I think one Lehman Russ left. And the rest of my army was gone. So we really did obliterate um we did obliterate each other. But we ended up winning 15 to 0. We did not play secondaries. So that was fun, although it was a very, very tough game. And other than that, I think that is it. Oh, you know what's funny? is that I had a uh, a review just recently of Brutality on a right-wing news site or something like that. They, I keep meaning to mention this on the podcast, but uh, not getting into politics at all, but it, it is specifically a right-wing website. Is the reason why I'm saying this. Um, and uh, if anybody owns a left-wing website, uh, feel for it, dude. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you want to review my game, that's... Totally fine with me, but um, they did give us a favorable review. The guy said he really liked the game and all that. But I just thought it was so weird. He contacts me and he's like, "Oh, I'm from uh, RNR or something like that," and I'm like, w- "Okay, what what is RNR? I figured it was a game website or something." And he sends me all these links to. Apparently, they do a lot of game reviews. He sent me a link to uh, like a hundred game reviews they've done: board games, card games, miniatures games. And in addition, they're also a a political website which to me seemed like such a weird combination like people that want game reviews will go to a game review website they're not going to go to or you wouldn't think they would go to a right-wing news website and obviously people that want news go right-wing news go to a right-wing website but left-wing people are probably not going to that website because they're ideological problems with each other. So, I'm thinking, if you're going to do a game review site, why wouldn't you just make a separate website for that that's non-partisan? And then, you would arguably get the left-wing gang gamers and the right-wing gamers. I don't know. It just doesn't... It just seems very odd to me. But... Uh, They reviewed it and they liked it and gave us a favorable review, so whatever. Uh, No matter what your political ideology is, if you own a website and you'd like to review Brutality, then you be my guest. And uh, I just thought that was a weird little anecdote and I wanted to share it with you guys, but it's been like a month since, it's been at least two or three weeks since the review came out and I just forgot to tell everybody because I forget stuff. All right, let's get on with the first segment. Want that, or want that not? This week on Want That or Want That Not, we're discussing Hexfire, the new boxed set from Warhammer 40k. And it involves the Grey Knights, and it involves the Zinch. I'm sorry, it's, I almost said Zinch Demons. The Thousand Sons. They are Zinch, but they're not necessarily Demons. So, what do you get for $170? Well, you get... 29 models and you get a new castellan crow figure which is a pretty cool looking figure to be honest but i'll get to that in a minute and you get the infernal master which is pretty neat uh the infernal master is a new model and as typical for these box sets um you get two new character models and then a bunch of stuff that was already existing now as far as the price point on it 170 bucks um The Wraith Knight alone is, what, 60, 80? You know, I really should do my research ahead of time. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. So, the Strike Squad, it comes with the 10 Strike Squad people, and the Nemesaur Dread Knight. I think I was calling it a Wraith Knight because I'm stupid, but the the Nemesaur Dread Knight, and the Zangor Shaman, whatever his name is, those three models, or those 10 models and, and two other models, They are $155 alone. And in addition to that, and remember this box is $170. So $155 for Dread Knight, 10 Strike Squad, and the Zangor person on the disc. Then you're also getting five Rubric Terminators, 10 Zangors, Castellan Crow, and the new um, Infernal Master. So I know the GW prices are quite high normally but this does seem like a pretty good deal. It's probably 50% off, 40% off. I was too lazy to finish adding it up, but you get the point. So I would say 50% off roughly. Um, and you get the two new character models. It's fine. Like it's, It's just fine. I am not blown away by it necessarily. I really truly like the Zinch side more than the Grey Knights side. And maybe that's just my lustful eye. Because I kind of have been eyeing Zinch. Marines and Zangors for a little while. I don't know if I'll ever get them or not. But the uh, the Rubric Terminators look fantastic. I love them. And this new guy with the soul and the ghost. And all that looks really cool. And I've always liked Zangors. I mean I could do a whole army of Zangors. I always liked them. And the Zangor Priest. So as far as the Grey Knights people they just get the dread knight and the ten dudes and castling crow castling crow does not look like he has necessarily gotten the primaris treatment he does look bigger than he was certainly but he does not look like he's gotten the primaris treatment and uh, his sword is way cooler now like if you look closely at it um if you guys don't know castling crow is a named character for gray knights and he's got this like demon sword that he stole from someone and the demon sword in the past was just like a sword it was nothing special about it this demon sword looks pretty darn cool so um he's in a much more dynamic pose than before he's obviously much larger than the old castling crow model was because i have that model And, uh, you know, he's got the book in chains on his hip and just a very, very cool model. But the sword, the sword is flaming. And if you look in the actual, like flames of the sword, there is like two faces, like skull faces. One of them is screaming and one of them is not. And that is pretty, very cool. Really, really like that. He's also got some other trinkets and things, and he's also got a bandolier of, uh, like a belt fed thing for his, um, storm bolter, which I also like, I always hate when people are like, Oh, I've am holding a stormbolter," and they have no whatsoever belt feed option onto it or whatever, because it's like, what do you, how many as giant as those bullets are? What do you have one in the chamber? That's it. Like, wh- how are you feeding this thing? So I do think that's a nice realistic touch to it. And uh, anyway, so I, I do like this Newcastle and Crow model for sure. I really do. And I really do like the new Zeench uh, Infernal Master. He's a very cool looking model as well. Um, he's he's basically uh, summoning... Um, what are they called? Discs of Zeench? No, not Discs of Zinch, Screamers. He's basically summoning screamers, which I think looks really really cool. And uh it's just very nice looking. I think they did a really good job on him. So uh ultimately, I don't foresee myself buying this box set because like I've said previous, I did not I've never pulled the trigger on Zinch, so I'm not really in the market to buy this. And I have all of those things already. I already have a Nemesis Dread Knight. Um, I don't know if I'll be getting the new Castling Crow because I do have the old Castling Crow. And to me, I'm like, meh, I don't usually play named characters anyway. So the only reason why I even have that Castling Crow is from a lot I had. So I'm kind of like, meh, I'm not super thrilled. But it does, if you're into either Thousand Suns or Grey Knights, it does look like it's a good deal, about 40-50% off, and I would definitely think you should get it. So it is a want that for me, I suppose, but I am definitely not buying it. It's just not something I'm into right now. So there you have it, folks. And now you can uh, budget accordingly based off of my opinion. Now it's time for Real Talk with PimpCron. Today's Real Talk with the Pimp Cron, we are discussing that you are enjoying your hobby incorrectly. You constantly hear how people say that other people are not playing the game correctly, or interacting with the game correctly. No matter what the opinion is, there's always somebody who says that that first person is wrong. On exactly my 17th time being told I was wrong in how I enjoy the hobby, I decided to do some soul searching and figure out the proper way to participate in Warhammer. I've scoured the internet, and the intranet, and the darknet, and a fishing net, and I even ate breakfast at a kitchenette in order to find out what exactly it is that I should be doing. After hours and hours of trudging through forums and comments and blogs, I have finally boiled it down to what we've all been doing wrong this whole time. Starting with you hobbyists, you gotta cut it out. I'm defining hobbyists as a 40k fan who doesn't play that much, or maybe doesn't play at all, but really enjoys collecting miniatures and assembling and painting them. I'm sorry to say it, guys and gals, but from what I've been told on the internet, you simply have to stop doing what you love. I'm sorry to tell you that. According to people on the internet, it is just silly for you to collect and make a part-time job out of painting miniatures to an extremely high standard if you're not going to play with them. This is a game after all, people, and if you're not willing or able to play it, you're just wasting your time. I hate to say it, and this is not easy for me, but you have to sell your stuff and leave the club. That's, I don't make the rules. This is the consensus on the internet. Pure gamers. Hail, you pure gamers out there. You know who you are. The people who love the play, but don't hobby past assembly. And maybe in some cases, assembly is like a added thing, because I've seen some pretty terrible proxies. But you have legions of gray plastic and make zero effort to paint your stuff because you either aren't good at painting or you're too lazy to even prime stuff. Well, the prognosis isn't very good for you guys either. After hours of reading internet stuff and things, I've come to the conclusion that you're going to have to cease and desist. This game is a game, of course, I mean, duh, it's hard to argue against that logic, but maybe... Many would argue that half of this game is also the hobby. You can't just go around playing the game and not painting. To all of the people who spend lots of time to paint their armies, you slap them in the face every single time you play with your unpainted models. So you're going to have to leave the game as well. I'm sorry. Unless you want to start painting your models and participating in the hobby. As for you casual gamers, stop it. I fall into this category too, and my decision was not made lightly. Casual gamers are the middle of the road people. They enjoy at least some part of every aspect of the hobby, and just enjoy good, fun games. I checked and I rechecked the internet, and even the fishing net, (laughs) because I just didn't want to believe it. I've been playing 40k wrong this whole time. Sure, you might paint your stuff to a normal standard, and you do play the game at least semi-frequently. But you're missing out on the real essence of the game. The hardcore strategy and tactics. This is a game based off of people dying, vehicles being blown up, and demon princes ripping heads off people. If you aren't willing to play the game like your life depends on it, you're really missing the point. You need to devour every medalist that comes out, get an IV drip of national tournament standings, and maybe even pop a math hammer suppository or two. You are playing a game about war, for crying out loud, and you can't go into it half-heartedly. You have to crush your opponent as hard as you can and hope that their beating was so intense that they quit the game. It's the equivalent of actually killing them. So, sorry guys, if you're like me, you have to stop playing. You're just not intense enough. Now, the next category might surprise you, because you might think after all this talk, I might not touch on this subject, but hardcore gamers, you need to stop it. You guys are probably the most well-discussed group of them all, You are the guys who want to stretch the tactical muscle on the battlefield and play your hardest using the most efficient units. Gosh, how do I break this to you? The cold hard truth is that you have to find another game. I know. According to what I've read, you guys take it way too seriously. It's only a game, dudes and dudettes. The word game has a connotation of being something you do for fun and enjoyment. No. I don't care if you get enjoyment the way you're playing it now. You need to chill the F out and realize that there is more to life than winning a game with little plastic men. And I don't care if you use this as a fun way to use tactics and strategy in a world where we don't use those skills much in everyday life. The less competitive players all think you're jerks. So unfortunately, you have to quit just like the others. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Fluff readers... Stop it. You're the ones who read all the fluff, but don't really participate in the game or the hobby. By now, I'm sure you can guess what I'm going to say. You have to get rid of your books and forget what you've read about the 40K and Age of Sigmar universe. The game of Warhammer is the reason for the books you read. According to everyone else, I'm just a messenger. According to everyone else, you're not really a 40K fan at all. That's because Warhammer is a game and hobby, both of which you don't even participate in. The fluff is really only for the people who already play the game and do the hobby so they can base their battles or their army backstory off of. It seems at some point you've taken a wrong turn in your interest of the game. Pack your bags, buddy, but make sure there are no 40k books in it. You've been voted off the island. Hey, Everyone Now I'm talking to everyone that has any tertiary interest whatsoever in Warhammer. Stop it. It is with a heavy heart that I have to tell everyone else, not previously covered, that they have to stop enjoying Warhammer. You're just doing it wrong. I'm not sure how you're doing it, but I can assure you that I can cite evidence online that you're doing it incorrectly. If religion has taught me anything, it's that... It doesn't matter how much you enjoy something if you're doing it wrong. Gee, I didn't even think to check the Bible. But it's probably also a sin. Jesus always seemed more like an X-Wing kind of guy to me anyway. I have all, <laughs> I've already sent GW an email asking them to please stop making this game because we're all doing it wrong, and so are they. They haven't responded yet, but they're probably busy with the logistics of closing their stores, distribution, and manufacturing right now. Gosh, that was a hard email to write. I'm sure they're bummed. So with a heavier heart, I have to declare my retirement from all of the blogosphere, YouTubeosphere, and podcastosphere, if I can say that word right, because I've been doing it wrong all along. It's like that age-old question, how much commenting could a commentator comment if a commentator could comment on Warhammer, it doesn't matter how much commenting he's wrong. So, how bummed are you guys that we all have to stop playing this hobby? I mean, it's 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 pretty upsetting, but this is the only logical conclusion. All right, I'll stop with the shenanigans now. Seriously though, just enjoy the game that you want, you know. And the probably most important thing is if you actually do play the game. Uh, to find like minded opponents because I've recently played some people that were man, they were oh, they were the epitome of win at all cost. And good God, it was not fun. Um, it was, I mean, you know, they're measuring. St- oh God, I'm not, I won't even get into it. But the point is, is that if you like reading the books, hey, read the books. If you like just painting and you don't play, hey, enjoy that. If you like doing everything, hey, that's cool too. That's really one of my favorite things about this hobby is that even though everyone will tell you you're doing it wrong, there truly is no wrong way to play this uh, this game. And I think that it's I think it's a really great thing. I think it's really unique to be honest with you because things like hero clicks and magic and all of that. I mean, there are hobby aspects to it because there are people that change magic cards, or they make life counters out of magic cards, and there are people that repaint and do custom Heraclix models and things like that, but by and large, the initial or the official design of how the players participate in the game really doesn't have hardly any lore or um, hobby in it whatsoever. Now, I do know there's novels for magic, yada yada, but you get what I'm saying. So I am just happy that we all have this hobby that is so multifaceted and so Swiss Army knifey that we can all enjoy it individually and independently and uniquely. And if you want to have Hello Kitty Space Marines, will you just go have a ball on your Hello Kitty Space Marines? If you want to kit bash a bunch of stuff, will you go have a ball kit bashing? It's just it makes me happy that people can find different and unique ways to enjoy this hobby, and despite what the internet may tell you, there's really no wrong way to eat a Reese's, and there's also really no wrong way to play Warhammer. So, thanks for listening to the show, thank you for my beautiful, sexy, well-endowed Patreon patrons, and thank you to gamemat.eu for supporting the show, and I will see you next week.